Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 47. I'm Michael, and we're back with everyone. Will, Jason. Hi, guys. Yo, what's up? <laughs> what's happening, yo? Yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> welcome back, William. Yep, I'm back. We missed you. I heard. <laughs> well, you know what? You have no say in what happened last week, so we're going to move on. No, we have some follow-up. Uh, Juicero, did you try it, Jason? I did, I did. Uh, so I posted a video on Instagram, but uh, I think that I downloaded it, so I should be able to post it on our show notes. But um, I went to the Whole Foods in Santa Monica, and just like you said, they had a Juicero machine, and they sold the uh, the packs. Um, and we, we actually tried one with the machine and then one with me squeezing it directly into my mouth. Wow, you gave them a lot of money. It was actually only $5 each. Uh, oh, so yeah, I think it's bad. like special pricing. Yeah, yeah. Because the place is oh, going to go out of business pricing? <laughs> I, th- I think so. Was the juice any good? So I will say that the juice was fine. So I wasn't like blown away by the quality, but it, it, it was... You know, I don't know, comparable to what you would get if you just bought one of those like blueprint juices or something like that. Yeah. Um, I will say that like the machine is really slow. So it can take, I don't know, about three minutes for it to extract the juice out. Whereas I feel like when I use my hands, I could do it way quicker. I mean, you have you have pretty strong hands, Jason. Does that mean you're stronger? <laughs> Over two tons right there? You're secretly the incredible <laughs> I don't think Hulk? So. It's not the, although like there were times when, um, the like there must have been some kind of like I don't know fruit or vegetable that was kind of jammed into the filter and it was kind of like uh, not not squirting the juice out and then I was afraid I was gonna just get it all over my shirt which I didn't do because I squirted it into a cup instead <laughs> uh-huh so that's where the the machine can maybe handle something that uh, it had no fear of of like well, messing up well, shirts. actually so the, the we tried two with the machine the first one was fine. Um, it worked, you know, I guess slowly, but it worked. And uh, the second time when Karen tried her juice, the juice kind of splattered all over the place. Because, like, same thing. Like, it must have gotten, like, something stuck. Uh-huh. And I have a video of this, and it's like, it was like the beet flavor. So it was like a red juice, and it looked like blood <laughs> was just splattering all over. And uh, the, the Whole Foods person was like, yeah, sometimes it does that. So I don't know. Like, it, that wasn't uh, too, that wasn't too great. All right, so Rip Juicero, we still agree. Yeah, probably. Okay, okay. what else? We got more follow-up? Yeah, so uh, one other thing. Um, one of our friends, uh, Dave, uh, listened to our podcast, and he had some suggestions for you. So rather than uh, maybe get the Peloton bike for your gym, he uh, suggested a new, I guess it's like a social network of cyclers where you buy like a real bike and you connect it to a computer or maybe your iPad or iPhone, and um, it kind of uh, mimics like a real city, right? Like it, it kind of looks like a real city or it mimics like real life places. The the service is called Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T. Um, and he said that that's what he does, and he kind of showed a picture of his setup, so we can attach that hopefully if he gives us permission to uh, include that in the show notes. Uh, did you get to check that out at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I looked and I, I remember when I was doing research, um, like people had mentioned instead of, um, you know, getting a Peloton, like with a, like a similar solution, like somebody said, like a CompuTrainer type trainer, which I don't know what that is. Um, but like there, there are other like options where you can kind of roll your own and still have, you know, I think you can put like your bike on like this kind of stationary thing. Um, and then you can like later take it out or, you know, you can get like a separate bike and the cost may be, you know, pretty similar. Um, and you don't have to pay like the kind of crazy um, monthly cost. The subscription that, fee, right? Yeah, and all, I guess if even if you wanted to, you could probably still use the Peloton iOS app, you know, with that setup, um, which weirdly is like cheaper than the regular Peloton subscription. Oh, interesting. Um, what does so, the app give you? Does the app give you like the classes? I think it gives you all the classes. Yeah. Oh, so you can use the the classes without having their bike. I think so. I'm not sure if they strip away the live classes, but I thought it was it was pretty similar. I I, I don't remember because I haven't checked in a while. Sounds like you, you gotta do more the, research. <laughs> can you use the Peloton bike with a Zwift? Like, if you owned a Peloton bike, but say you just really got into like the Zwift community, could you could you do that? Well, okay, so it it runs a version of Android, like the tablet. Um, so there is a way to 
um, like access, you know, the the like app store. Um, I saw people using like the the Amazon app store. Um, so as long as it's on there, then it seems like you can do it. It's not supported, but yeah. That would, that would kind of be cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if people would do that. Let me see. Um, daily well, live rides. It... Yeah. So it looks like the app gives you the live rides also. Oh, interesting. I only wonder because like, so Dave's setup looks pretty sweet, like looks pretty cool, but it also looks like it's a lot of work, right? Like you have to... Like people ha- post pictures of their setup, and they have like a, a stationary bike, and their computer set up right in front of it, and all these like you know things set up, and it just doesn't seem as elegant of a solution as like just buying a Peloton bike. Right, right. I mean, if that's what you're gonna do, right? If you're not gonna get into, if yeah, I mean, I think he mentioned this too, right? If all you're gonna do is like spin type classes, then Peloton is probably better. But if you want to get into you know like cycling and cycling outdoors, then maybe you know this is like a better way to. Um, like it's, it's probably more economical and it makes more sense to do it this way. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the research continues. The one thing I did see is, um, Peloton right now, um, it has like a $250 delivery fee, which is like no matter where you are, um, but it's being waived right now. So it's kind of like you get like 10% off. Um, I don't know how long that is. I'm sure if it like does well, it probably will be like a permanent thing, but um, yeah, this is kind of like the first, usually th- what they've done like for Black Friday and stuff is they include like, uh, like a heart rate monitor and like, you know, shoes and like some weights or something like they bundle in extras that are like, you know, $200 value, but you still have to pay for, you know, the shipping, but you can get like the shoes kind of anywhere. Um, so it's, it's not really like a great deal. So this is the one that kind of like takes off something that's like a required part of like the, the built in price of the Peloton. You can't just pick it up from the store and, like, not pay for shipping? No, no, you can't. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I guess let us know what you decide. All right. Will, I didn't realize that you also had some interest in this. Yeah, I did. I actually would, if I wanted to do this after talking with Dave, I would do the Zwift uh, approach because I actually like that whole entire, like, build it yourself, uh, bring your own solution. Uh, I kind of like the MacGyvery DIY aspect of it uh also it seemed like if it worked for dave and he's someone that I actually know uh, as opposed to peloton who i don't know any users um and he's in really good shape uh, i think i'd rather go with something that i can actually like know someone who's actually a part of the program and could actually be in the same group given that social aspect versus Peloton. The only re- way I would consider doing it would be if both of you guys did it and we had like a set thing going on for it. Guess yeah. we're getting Peloton then. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not going to buy one. I like how, uh, now there's, yeah, if you need tech support, you can just ask Dave, right? Anything goes wrong. Now, uh, <laughs> Dave is our, our go-to guy for this. Thanks Dave. <laughs> yep. All right. So what do we got? More follow-up or is that it? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, the next topic, I guess, Microsoft held an event uh, a couple days ago uh, in New York, and they announced a couple of new things that were mainly geared towards the education market, but um, some things that we thought were interesting, right? So they announced um, Windows 10S, and then they also announced a Surface laptop, which is something that people had kind of been hoping that they would come out with for a while now. I want to hear what Will thinks about all of this. Okay, so okay, for people that oh, don't man. know Windows 10S, it's like a um it's like a more I don't know what the S stands for, but stripped down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um you can only download apps from the Windows Store. Your default browser is um Edge and there's no way to change it even if there were other browsers in the App Store. Your default search is Bing or whatever. Like I, I think it said there's like regional changes, but pretty much Bing. Um, what else? It's it supposedly loads uh, faster, um, like logs in faster. I don't know. That's. Do you know how it logs in? Like, does it use Windows Hello or do you? I mean, does it actually log you in faster? Or I like, watch like the I watch the demo and like as soon as you type, like they had a Windows 10 Pro and a Windows 10 S side by side and then they said if you're like in education the first time the they both take a long time but windows 10s is still faster 
it takes like 10 or 15 seconds for the first login, it says, for a new user. And then on subsequent logins, it takes like five seconds. Whereas like the 10 Pro machine was taking like, you know, maybe 10 or 15 seconds longer than the S machine. So I don't know. Like, you what, mean like, you mean once you type in your password, it takes five seconds? Yeah, once you hit enter after typing in your password. Oh, okay. The first gotcha. login, if you're a new user, will take 10 to 15 seconds on an S machine. And then on subsequent logins will take like five seconds. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you guys think? I mean, do you... There, I did see one weird thing where, like, you can convert your Windows 10 S to just normal Windows 10 and, you know, therefore removing the lockdown of, like, the Windows Store stuff. Yeah, it's 50 uh, bucks, right? To unlock it. I think it's free it. until, like, 2018 or something. Or it's free until a certain time, and then after that, it's $50. But once you unlock it, you, you can't... You can't go back. Yeah, that seems weird to me. Yeah. Like, why would they build something that you can't undo? Why would you want to go back from Windows S? I, I see it as like this is very good for education and like places where, you know, the person who's the head of like the school's IT department is going to be like, all right, great. I can administer and set up permissions across all of these quite easily and we know it's going to be extremely secure because it's on it starts off on a pretty closed lockdown mode um i I see that as like what they're going for because even though they're way pricier than chromebooks uh chromebooks are approximately like 50 percent of the education uh market share uh, when it comes to like laptops in schools right now that's the only thing I could see about Windows 10 S. Uh, I'd so, rather talk about the laptop itself because that's I, I just think it's weird that like you, like you would unlock it and then if you decide, oh, wait, actually I want to go back. Like, Do you think you can format it and reinstall Windows 10 S back in, onto it? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah you that. could. But it's like, yeah, yeah I want the computer that does less. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it seems like a, it's like a weird option. Like, I understand not getting their, not not getting your money back, but like, it seems like you can't just turn it back on. It's like Gatekeeper on the Mac, right? And if you turned it off, like, you can't turn it back on. Like, it seems like a weird option. But uh, right, but maybe you know, like, through it can't like verify enough like security changes or maybe something. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it does, but. It, it doesn't like it's surprising, but not surprising. It's it kind of makes it's totally yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. Right. Agreed. It's not a huge deal. Okay, so the surface, the surface laptop. Anything else on Windows 10 S? No. <laughs> okay, so the surface laptop ships by default with Windows 10 S, and um, it's like a thousand bucks, nine ninety nine. Comes with an i5, hundred twenty eight gig SSD, four gigs of RAM, and it has that like Alcantara cloth keyboard. Um, that was on like the limited, like Surface Pro Four keyboard, I think for for a while. Um, it has it has their proprietary Surface connector, um, no USB C, and um, like we said earlier, if you wanted to upgrade to Pro from S, or is, would they even call it an upgrade if you wanted to to side grade to Pro? <laughs> but it's really an upgrade. Um, it's free for now, but later will be fifty bucks. So, what do you think about this machine? It's uh, compatible with Surface Pen, doesn't come with one. It's compatible with Surface Dial, doesn't come with one. But hey, it's the first Surface that comes with a keyboard. Well, I guess the Surface Book did. I would rather buy a Surface Book. Uh, I, I see this as like, hey, if you're really into like niche products, like this premium cloth keyboard, uh, go for it. Uh, I kind of see this product kind of like the first generation Surface Book, where there were not a ton of them around. Uh, but... PC manufacturers took notice of it and then revised their slim uh, PCs to then follow it. Uh, hence the re- revamping of the XPS 13, uh, the HP Spectre's release, and the ZenBook uh, slimming down. I see this as another, hey, Microsoft's over here. Um, here's an idea of perhaps making some pseudo tablet pcs uh this time they're gonna work trust us um i see it as like more of a reference product because the pricing is just if windows s is what they want for the education uh sector starting at 9.99 is not a good way to actually enter the education market um what are your guys thoughts 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that I agree. Um, this is probably not going to sell as many as, like, the Chromebooks do because it's just kind of expensive. It's kind of like the, the Google or the Chromebook Pixel, right? Um, but, I mean, I think they did say that they're going to, uh, or other manufacturers are going to release Windows 10S uh, laptops that are significantly cheaper, right? I think, like, $200 or, or more, right? So, I mean, I think this computer actually looks really nice. Um, I don't know, like it, it's kind of, I said this about Microsoft for the past maybe few years, like I really appreciate what they're doing in that they are really trying to like change things up and the products they put out seem to be pretty high quality. They don't necessarily appeal to me. Like I'm probably not going to get one, but I appreciate that they're doing this and, you know, they're kind of coming out with high quality products. Okay. Yeah. I mean, thinking about this. It seems like I, I've been reading like, oh, this is like the Surface that everyone wanted. Like, who is everyone? Um, I thought like the Surface Book was more like the... Yeah, the, like the, it's wanted. called the Surface Book. It's, it sells for around the same price and doesn't have Isn't a cloth keyboard. Like 1400? <laughs> yeah, but this comes with like four gigs of RAM. Like, what are you oh, going to do with did it? Did you see the Surface? This, this thing can go up to 2,000. Yeah, it goes up to like twenty one ninety nine. Oh yeah, I think, right, right. Fully spe- I mean, it lo- I personally think it looks nicer than the Surface Book, though. Definitely um, looks spec- better. Spec to side, right? Yeah, like, yeah I would yeah. prefer this form factor, and like it doesn't have that weird hinge. Yep. Um, it's it's smaller, it's thinner, it's lighter. Um, I don't know. Like I I don't really need to detach the keyboard because I I just don't think that I would use a Microsoft like device as a tablet that much. Again, right. the lightness thing, it's like, what are we talking about? What's the difference in weight here? No, agreed. Right, right. It's minor. I think they're comparable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not right. like we're and, talking about like a If I had to pick one, difference. I would probably pick this one specs aside. Enjoy your cloth keyboard. Just in, in, terms, <laughs> in terms of looks, you're saying. Like, right, specs right. aside, what's left, right? Is like... <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Just because, I mean, I don't know. I think... I'm, I want to wait and see how the Surface Book is revised. Um, the laptop definitely looks nice, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why this ships with 10s instead of 10 Pro, um, and I get that's probably why they're doing the like. I get they want to push 10s, and this is like their new hero device. But you know, this is uh, I don't know. This seems like it would be like a 10 Pro device uh, more than like a 10s. So, eh, I don't know. I feel like, and there's no USB-C, which is kind of strange. It's like, I mean, it feel it feels strange now. Right. Just because like, so many devices coming out have USB-C. It's kind of like the, um, whatever, the Surface Studio, right? Like, it's a really cool idea, and you're like, wow, this is so forward-thinking. This is, like, so premium. But apparently, like, the specs in the Surface Pro or the Surface Studio are, like, a last-gen video card, and uh, they're just not that good. So it's kind of like a head scratcher. And then here, they come up with this new laptop that's like super thin, super light, really nice. And then they just put one USB port that's not very forward thinking. Yeah, but they it can it can go with a current generation i7 and last for 16 hours. Right, right. But I'm saying like, the USB it's port- like they're coming out with these innovative products, but then they don't go all the way because there's like one fatal flaw where it's like, oh, well, this is like one port and it's the old port. Yeah, the old, which is perfectly fine because, again, it comes down to, like, what's everyone using? Yes, more and more are coming out with USB-C, but still, like, how many USB-C devices do you have? That's true. How many? Pro- if they just swap to USB-C, like, in a year or so, that's, that should be fine. Yeah, but it, especially since look at all the things that you currently have that are not USB-C. It's not like, oh. My laptop has USB-C now. I'm going to replace everything I own that's a USB. Right. Yeah. That's true. It makes sense for first generation to have like a USB. The only issue is why only one port? Yeah. Well, I guess their idea is you can get the, the dock, right, which is compatible. It's like compatible with the Surface Pro 4 and 3 and you can use that like dock to Great. Know, port up. Docks, dong- dongles. Ugh. Ugh, so dumb. Yeah, so I wonder if they can, with that Surface connector, you know, like release a future dock that includes USB-C, you know? I feel like that could be something that could be done. I don't know. Okay, next topic? Yeah, I got nothing else. Okay, so um, this is something that I'm, I'm kind of interested in. 
lately, there's been some rumors uh, from Sonny Dixon and then also uh, more recently from KGI. And they are predicting that Apple may introduce a Siri speaker, finally enter that home device category, um, and they might come as early as WWDC, which is about a month away. Um, Already? Wow. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm actually really excited because, I mean, the Microsoft event just happened, and then there's Google I.O., and then WWDC, and then E3. Like, it's a, it's a really good time of year. I think yeah. I say this every year, but, like, I'm just really interested in all the new announcements to come out this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, so anyways, the uh, the rumors so far are that Apple isn't finalizing this device, so it may come out or it may be announced at WWDC. I don't know when it will actually be released. Um, the differentiator here is that they are actually going to go for premium sound quality, uh, which makes sense because they own Beats. And uh, so the price tag will be uh, more expensive than the Amazon Echo, which I believe is $180. But is Beats premium? Sound- <laughs> I know I was about to laugh there. No, well, no, it is no, not. I'm just saying, like, pre- not premium sound quality in terms of like all audio quality, but it's probably going to be better than the Amazon Echo and the Google Home in terms of sound quality. Okay, all right, right. So that's okay, the difference. Sorry, just just had not to get saying, that like, in there. This is yeah, like yeah, the yeah. greatest speaker in the world. It's just uh, I don't think. I mean, you can use a Google Home for music. You can use the Echo for music. It's okay, but it's not like Sonos quality, right? Right. So I think that's the differentiator. Um, I think Sonny Dixon had some had some additional details saying that it will be shaped like a Mac Pro, like the trash can Mac Pro, but it will kind of have like a mesh uh, surface all around, kind of like the UE Megaboom speaker. Interesting. Uh, and then, well, I mean, I think what a lot of people think is like, well, so what? Because like Siri kind of sucks, right? Uh, and then I actually went on Sonny, Sonny Dixon's Twitter account, and he says that uh, Apple is working on a major re- overhaul of Siri and its capabilities for all devices, but most notably for their upcoming smart home device, which makes sense, right? Because I think that like last year for WWDC, there were rumors that Siri 2.0 would come out and it would be just significantly better, like maybe even better than Google's like Assistant. Um, that clearly didn't happen, but I feel like the timing works out where if this is actually going to come out, that Siri would come with a, a major upgrade where it actually is better because it kind of sucks still. Yeah. So you're excited. I, I kind of am. Like, I'm kind of interested to see what they do here. Right. Because uh, I think Mark Gurman had a report that they've been working on this for like two or three years. Uh, and maybe, who knows, right? Like, so people are like, well, if it's just a speaker with Siri, then like that shouldn't take that long. Although I guess maybe if they're waiting for Siri to get better before they release it, so it's not like a huge dud. Um, maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious to see. Like, I, I think that because I have all Apple devices, this is probably the one that I'm most excited for. But if it costs more than the Amazon Echo, it's not like I'm going to buy four of them, right? Right, but you'll still probably buy one to try it out, and then you can probably slowly replace, right? Yeah, I, I'm probably... There's a high likelihood that I'll buy one. Uh, and yeah, I can add more later. I mean, I also think that like... I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to position it Um, because I also think they're going to announce a new Apple TV that's 4K. And originally, this was supposed to be integrated in the Apple TV. So I wonder if there's some some kind of TV, I don't know, like tie-in here. Like, is this going to also act as an Apple TV? Or is it going to pair with your Apple TV so you can kind of use it as like a a speaker for your TV when you're using the Apple TV? Like, things like that. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you use the Siri in your remote, right? You use that a lot, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I actually do use it sometimes, but I mean, that, that's not the same, right? Because you have to push the button down to do it. Yeah. I mean, as, as silly as that sounds, it does make a difference. Like having something that's kind of like always listening and then having to grab the remote and then... Speaking of making a difference, I'm sorry, but until I can order a case of bottled water from Siri, I don't think so. Well, so that's actually interesting. Because, so do you do you have an Echo or anything like that right now? Yeah, I've got the uh, El Cheapo version. Uh, the, the Echo Dot. The, actually, the homegrown Echo Dot, I just revamped the uh, Raspberry Pi to serve as a dot. Oh, that's awesome. It was cheap. I already had that Raspberry Pi, and someone already did all the work. Use it, <laughs> you mainly use it to order stuff, or like how do you, what do you use it for? 
Well, if I'm just like in the room where I have it on and I have it on, like I've ordered from it and I've uh, played music from it and asked simple stuff like weather. Wait, so what do you have it hooked up to to play music? Uh, to play music, I actually just have it hooked up to my – since it's on the Raspberry Pi, I actually just have it hooked up to speakers that I have like sitting around here because the Raspberry Pi has audio out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, basic just like wondering. bookshelf speakers. Nothing fancy. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, see, I don't know. Like I'm I'm excited but I definitely out of I mean, I have the the Google it's the home. Yep. Um I mean, I like it. It looks it looks nice and I think overall if you're searching for things that aren't things you can buy or, you know, like if you ask it questions, it's better to it, like it it answers better than um, hang on, let me mute Alexa. Um, <laughs> does, does it better? Does it better than Alexa? Um, it's still listening to you, by the way. It's okay. It, it's, it has remember. like a red evil light now, so it's yeah, fine. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't want to accidentally. Uh, That's the benefit of Alexa. bringing your own. You can just unplug the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I can also <laughs> unplug this one. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I I don't know for what it does. Like I'm. If it's only gonna work with HomeKit stuff, I'm I'm less excited um, because not all of my devices are HomeKit. Like I still have some Wemos um, controlling some light switches, and and those aren't like HomeKit compatible, and I don't think they will be. Like they've said that they're Belkin has said that they're working on you know adding HomeKit in the future, and I don't know if that involves like a new bridge or something, um, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. They've been talking about it for a while. Um, and I guess everything else, you know, has like HomeKit compatibility, but well, the Nest doesn't, right? Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if, if they make this like HomeKit only then like for, I use it mostly for like home automation. I mean, today I used it, I did use Alexa to like buy like a Gatorade button, a dash button, but that was only cause it was like, you know, a dollar or something instead of the normal five. So why do you need a button if you have an Alexa that can just order it? I mean, I guess it's easier to push the button, but like it's kind of weird to use an Echo to buy a button that will then be used to order something. Yeah, no, that's true. But uh, the deal was actually ordering it through Alexa. Like you couldn't get the deal by oh, going see. to like Amazon.com. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't think Amazon cares how you use it, whether you oh, order right, through true. through the Echo or through the button, as long as they get your order, right? Um, so whatever way this gets you like familiarized with like ordering through Alexa and it it worked great. I think, you know, over, um, like, uh, November and December, they had a lot of pretty good deals that you could only order through Alexa. Yeah. They're trying to condition you to like order using your voice. Right. So do you do that very often too? No, it's, it's weird because you know, the price, the price on that stuff, like varies so much, like you could order like diapers or something, but you know. I don't know the price you get like so much better deals at like Target or Walmart that like unless you have no way to go like I keep I always like kind of check the prices anyways Um, like I check like the weekly ads and see if there's like deals that like if if you don't care about price then I think it's super convenient because you can say hey just order me these like you know size four diapers and then they come to your door Um, but if not then it's 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 okay because like the like I had like a subscription for um I don't know, it was like the Izzy drinks or something. They were on sale like through like the first subscribe and save. So I ordered those. And then like on recurrent like on the recurring subscriptions, they're like expensive. So then I just cancel it. But you know, like the price changes like so much on Amazon that you know, I just it doesn't feel like it's not like how I order things. It's like I always would check the price first, and I know you can order it, and then you could look on the website and see like how much you paid. But I don't know; it just seems I don't know. It doesn't fit like the way I buy things right now, unless yeah, it's like it's like a me. certain deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm like too price conscious that like I'll always check to see whether there's like a better deal on Boxed or Amazon or you know Target or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. I wouldn't trust just ordering it. Like it's, I get how some people might think it's more convenient to order it using your voice because you don't care and you just want something and you don't want to log in and do all that stuff. But I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it's interesting, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm just very curious to see what Apple's device will be like. Yeah, I mean that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean like also with 
if it's also gearing to com- like do you think it's gearing to compete with Sonos as well if it's trying to be like a yeah. higher end audio device I mean I wonder cuz like I I think that like on our Slack channel I talked about like my thoughts on Sonos cuz I love Sonos like I have an irrational love like it's not that I mean it's nice it's not <laughs> the, the greatest sound quality and like the app isn't the greatest interface but I just really like Sonos products and I want them to succeed but these days I just feel like you have to own a platform, right? Yeah. Um, and Sonos clearly doesn't have a platform. And, and they've talked about integrating both Google Assistant and Alexa into their Sonos speakers, um, which might work, maybe. But um, if Apple or if Google or Amazon decides to enter this high-end audio you know, category, then they're kind of screwed, or, or Sonos is kind of screwed. And uh, you know, it may even get to the point where people don't care about quality of the audio right or most people won't right because like the echo is good enough well i guess like the thing that i mean i'm clearly not a sonos fan and you guys know that i just think the cost is too prohibitive but i think sonos's one saving grace is the fact that since they don't have a platform they support everyone else like um the fact that you can do google play or and you can do spotify and i think you can do apple music now through that can you Yep, you can. Yeah, the fact that because like Apple, I don't think they're going to be like, you know what? Let's put Google Music on here. I don't think they're going to run out and do that anytime soon. Right, right. No, that's true. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on which one wins, right? Like, if Apple wins, then Sonos is kind of screwed because they 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 have nowhere to go because they won't be able to integrate Siri into their speakers unless they they have a deal with Apple, right? Um, like if Apple and they actually Apple, the Apple store recently started selling Sonos products in their store. So yeah. maybe they do have a relationship. And I think, you know, obviously they, they worked out a deal for Apple Music. So I hope that Sonos is maybe even involved in this somehow. But like, I doubt that. Yeah, that, that would be nice. I, I would. Yeah. But I don't think it will happen. Apple overpays for Sonos. You hear it. You heard it here first. <laughs> That would be, I mean, they have so much money. They could do whatever. Go ahead, overpay for Sonos. I would like that. We'd all be happy. Um, well, I mean, they, w- they wouldn't even have to overpay. Really. I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe Amazon or Google might want it at some point. But Sonos is kind of in trouble, right? They're not in a great spot right now. So if Apple is like, hey, we'll give you this much and, you know, that's it. Maybe that's the best they can do. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see it, but I'm not. Like, unless it brings something pretty, like, different to the table besides, like, higher-end audio. Like, if that new Siri is, like, really nice and can do things that just, like, blow my mind, then, then, you know, I'll be interested. But if it's just, like, it kind of does the same kind of stuff that the Echo and the Home do already, except more restrictive, like, with HomeKit and Apple Music only, then I don't know. I don't think I'd what be that interested. What do you think interested. about, like, um, I think there's a 9 to 5 Mac guy that I follow, and he has, like, some, you know, not based on any rumors, but he thinks that, like, these home devices are, like, the perfect opportunity to, like, build in, like, an all-in-one device, right? So unlike Google, they release, like, Google Wi-Fi, and then they release Google Home, and they're separate devices. But, like, if they had, like, a mesh network, uh, I don't think they're going to do this because the cost of just a home device alone is probably too high, right? But um, if they integrated a mesh network or sensors such that like it will work with your thermostat to like tell you what temperature it is in like different parts of the room or humidity sensors or things like that, like things that it can help augment your home, not just as a speaker or like as an assistant. Like, do you think that they would maybe do that or no? Well, I don't, I don't get it. Like what? So, like, they can build it as, like, a, a mesh network of, of, like, Wi-Fi, for example, like an Eero, right? Uh-huh. It's like, you know, like, they, they discontinued their standalone wi- Wi-Fi routers. Right. But if it's, like, a mesh network but also has Siri, so you would have, like, two or three in your home, and it would provide you with Wi-Fi, and it can do all that stuff, but also it can play music, and also it can be your voice assistant, and maybe it has sensors so that it will know. Like, uh, just packaging, will, like, like, more things in? Right, like it'll have it sensors. So, like, if you have like a smart thermostat, wherever your uh, Apple Siri speaker thing is, it will know. Like, well, in this part of the room, it's seventy-two degrees, whereas over here it's seventy-four degrees, and so it'll know. You know, things like that. What the Ecobee does, I think that's 
that's the one that yeah yeah they just uh, they just announced it right uh, so if it can like build in some additional features that are like nice to haves i I guess i don't know that also is not that like compelling to me because like where are you gonna put this like are you gonna space these all out in like rooms that you know are like proper for the mesh network i don't know i just feel like they're like different use cases like they don't they're not all like gonna be in like the same place yep it would be good in the one place where, oh, I need better Wi-Fi and I need, like, a voice assistant. Yeah, no, that's know. true. Right. But. That probably complicates things too much that, like, uh, it's not worth it. And it, co- it drives the cost up, too. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like something that, I don't know, you should unfollow that 9 to 5 Mac guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's a dumb um, idea. Okay. W- one last topic real quick before we go too long. Right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the state of... Um, cutting the cord. So today, um, Hulu released their uh, live TV offering. I think it's thirty nine ninety nine, and it comes with uh pretty much most channels, but not not Viacom channels. So I think you don't get like uh, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, uh, MTV, and I don't remember AMC. Yeah, I don't think you have AMC. Yeah, I think no AMC also. But it includes like the uh, the basic Hulu seven ninety nine plan, which gives you like uh, the ability to watch day after, um, but with commercials. You can upgrade that for like four bucks a month to like the um, like no commercial plan, um, which I have. And due to streaming rights, this show will have a commercial at the beginning and ending. So the no commercial thing is only for certain oh, really? shows. There are some exceptions to the no commercials rule. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like YouTube TV also kind of launched in, in certain markets. Um, and I think the, the the problem with these right now still is like the, the local channels. And I think you have to be right now, they only have deals with certain um, like areas so i think if you're in like the big areas like new york san francisco la um you're okay but you know other otherwise you're not but okay so youtube tv and hulu that's one option for cutting the cord right Uh, and by cutting the cord it's you know stopping you obviously need to get your internet from somewhere so you're still paying you know most likely comcast or verizon or whoever for your internet um but it's like you know cutting out their their like television plan and like unbundling like the triple play and just getting the internet. Um, so other things you can do are you can use like over the air, right? Like and get local channels um, and then maybe try to like do like a mix and match of like buying seasons through iTunes and, and other things like that. But for those options, you have like TiVo released um, their Romeo a while back. Um, they made it like uh, all inclusive pricing now. So before you would have to buy the box and then, um, either pay for the monthly fee or like you know opt in for that lifetime subscription, which was like a few hundred bucks. But now I think the box just sells for four hundred. Um, includes like the lifetime subscription, which makes more sense. You're um, like the last one. TiVo subscriber <laughs> on the planet. I think so. Yeah, um, and it's like it comes with like a one terabyte drive, and then it includes like the one pass, and it also includes like I remember we talked on a previous podcast about like the new features they added, like the speeding up the show so you can watch them faster um does that work ability. by the way yeah it does it doesn't make them sound like crazy and it's it's not like you know so fast that you can't watch it um hmm. and then the ability to like skip commercials um so you kind of get all the ever okay i won't say like all the benefits you get everything that comes with tivo in that over the air package um the other thing that i've seen people talk about is tableau do you guys know about this no what is no. that uh, okay so ta- so Tableau is basically, it's just like a small box. You bring, it's like a DVR, but you bring the, um, you bring in an external hard drive and you hook up the over-the-air antenna and you plug it into your network. And then from there, it has apps that you can download for pretty much any of your devices. Um, and you can like schedule shows. It has like, I think, multiple tuners. So apparently it's not great for watching live over-the-air television just because of it. it I guess there's like a 15-second delay. That's like the the downside of this device. But the upside is like it's it's relatively cheap. Um, you can like the yearly fee is like really little or you could just opt for like a $99, I think, lifetime thing to get like program, to, like, program guide info. Um, 
And then like basically all your clients have, you know, most of your TVs will have like something hooked up to it that you're watching, right? Like an Apple TV or a Fire or, you know, Chromecast. Um, so then you can just like, you know, schedule this little box that's like plugged into your router or wherever. And then just, uh, it down, it, you know, it records the shows and then you can like play them on any of your TVs. So you don't need to like get like another input. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Will, when I was talking oh, about this earlier, <laughs> you had some thoughts. All right. So I've tried to cut the cord. Um, my apartment right now is surrounded by other apartment buildings. So my reception over the air is garbage uh, since I'm on the first floor. I get, I used to be able to get every channel. Now I get two over the air, which means I now have had to go pay. And I don't want to pay for cable, even though Comcast is... Has anyone actually looked at cable recently? Comcast now has a deal in the Bay Area where it's like, oh yeah, fifty-four dollars. You get everything, every every basic channel, every sports channel, plus you get a DVR with uh, what that can record two hundred hours worth of TV on two different channels, and you get some internet too as well. I'm like, wait a minute, so I can, yeah, yes, really. So cutting the cord and that, and they don't get all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have to look now. I pay more than that just for internet through them. Uh, the cable companies are now going to start giving away stuff because they're, everyone's freaking out by these, uh, solutions that aren't exactly there yet. Like YouTube TV, not exactly ready for prime time if the highest resolution I get is 720p, uh, which means my 4K monitor is really getting put to work. Uh, no. Um, also, with some of these, I want to know if the actual DVR for something that's cloud-based, is it true DVR or is it, well, we have the streaming rights still for this, even though you recorded it back when we had the streaming rights uh, we don't have the streaming rights anymore, so you can't actually watch that thing you saved. That could be a possibility. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. The other thing is, it's like, I guess I guess the only one out of these, Hulu would be the one that I would try because I currently do subscribe to Hulu. Uh, currently, right now, I'm in a trial of YouTube TV, which is why I'm not too pleased with them. Uh, however... YouTube TV can let you watch the sport, local sports, which was the one thing that Hulu didn't have, but no, that's no longer a problem. Uh, Sling was pretty good for a little bit because they had live sports as well. However, their, their software applications are not good. And I mean, the Mac client, the Xbox One client of theirs, the web client of theirs, and even the Roku client of theirs uh, were not exactly great. So I'm looking forward to trying out Hulu. Uh, YouTube could be a possibility if they stepped up their game just a little bit. So, so I mean, is there a trial for Hulu TV? Uh, there's like a two week trial, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, I think that um, they they when they kind of had the the announcements for Hulu TV, they introduced like a new interface for that as well. So maybe it's improved. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a separate app now, right. like Hulu with live TV that you can download. Yeah, so maybe maybe the interface is better than the, the normal Hulu app? Well, the, the yeah. interface for the Hulu app is fine. It's the one for Sling that's pretty bad. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And in fact, I, uh, actually, when it comes to like TV devices, we've been really happy with our Roku Ultimate. Uh, we just need more 4K uh, stuff to actually be more 4K content. Wait, did you get a 4K TV? Did you get the same one that Mike got? No, I just have my 4K monitor. Oh, 4K Budget. Monitor. Okay, gotcha. Budget. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I, I, so I've actually cut the cord already. Uh-huh. Um, since I moved to San Francisco, I just got Comcast. I think you have to get basic cable, uh, like the, the local channels, in not even in HD. Uh, and I pay about $65 a month. Uh, it does come with one year free of HBO Go. So, I mean, I get HBO stuff that I can stream uh-huh. using my Apple TV or, or you know, whatever, Xbox. Um, it, it's fine for us. I don't know. I guess we don't watch very much TV. And I guess the, the big differentiator for us is that... Um, we don't really keep TV on in the background. So okay. the only times we ever watch TV is if we decide we're going to watch stuff. Um, 
So like we'll go on Netflix and we'll just watch whatever it is we're watching, whatever show, right? And then we'll just turn it off. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, I agree with Will that like the, um, like the YouTube TV, it's promising. Like Hulu TV, it's promising. I I don't think any of them is there yet. Um, But if, if Comcast is feeling pressure because of these and therefore like they offer that deal that Will mentioned, then that's good, right? Like I'm, I'm happy that they're there just for the sake of competition. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it's just like they become, these options become, I think, better every time we talk about them. Um, like when did we talk about them last time? In like 2000, September 2015, I think, episode oh, wow. 26. <laughs> you have a really good memory. Um, no, I looked this up before. Oh, okay. um and then <laughs> i mean yeah i have a really good memory yeah and then episode eight bathroom baller we also talked about i think sling tv that's when we said the first realistic alternative for those looking to cut the cord question mark apparently no um but i mean i don't know i feel like these like youtube tv and hulu in particular are better um than sling were uh, or than sling was and then with tableau and tivo i mean barring you living like a really crappy setup where you're surrounded by neighbors that block your ota signal um i don't know it seems like some people for like live channels um you know really really like the tivo over the air and the tableau um depending on like what your needs are but yeah my question which you kind of answered jason but i guess for you will is like how do you consume like your television these days um like do you consume it mostly on your 4k monitor do you consume it like on your phone while you're going to work or like on your ipad in bed or or like how are you watching tv now well uh most times like if dana and i are just sitting on the couch we'll just use the uh the like bigger uh standard high definition uh what's it called what's the budget brand uh, uh just regular high definition tv uh, but at evenings, like if we want to just relax in bed, we'll actually use uh, Dana's HP Spectre and put it into tablet mode um, because it's like super light and the screen is gorgeous. Um, but I do actually watch TV on the way to work. Uh, however, for watching TV on the way to work, I do sign in to my parents' Comcast account, actually. Because I have access to pretty much every channel that way. Um, so that's how I've been consuming television. Yeah, and I think for for me, I mean, I'm subscribed to pretty much, I mean, we're all Prime members, right? So we get Prime Video. Um, but I subscribe to like Netflix and Hulu um, for like for television. And then, yeah, and then I have like as part of like, with my cable, I'm not, I haven't cut the cord. So, I mean, I have like HBO and Showtime also in my like package right now because it's like the, the first year where I think it's included. Um, and, but I don't think we do that much like consumption on a television. I think one, because like Min doesn't like the whole, like, I don't know, you know, it's, she doesn't like the setup, right? That I have. Like, it's, it's too, it's too complicated for her to just go and like, turn on the TV and switch to the right input if I was playing Xbox or something and then just like find a show and watch TV when she can just like click on an app and then like she knows like like what was she watching oh she's watching the Americans right now oh me too um, uh, meet she, me three is, but, are you guys caught up no, no I'm on season, season two. two. Oh god oh. <laughs> well I'm getting there man but anyway so she knows she can just pop open the Amazon video app and then go directly navigate and then watch it like really easily without having to use like a remote um and then she just watches it on the ipad okay i was gonna say like when you said that she could like okay the ipad and then you know while i was waiting for the podcast i was like she was upstairs watching um the americans and then i was trying to catch up on fargo um and so i mean it was the the first episode is free on in the itunes store so i had it downloaded um so i mean i was just down here even though i have my like 65 inch tv in front of me i was like lying on the couch with like my iphone just watching you know watching fargo on there so i don't know like like our cable who like i don't know these like tableau and tivos like they can stream to like i think there's a tableau app so you know you could stream your over the air stuff that's recorded to your phone so i think that fits and tivo 
I still think, I think with the Romeo over the air, I still think this one, you need like an external box to like stream to like mobile devices, which is kind of crappy. Um, so I think the TiVo Romeo is better for people who have TVs, watch TV on their TVs. It's like more traditional. It even like the box looks more like a cable box. Um, so I think if you're okay with just that, then, you know, the TiVo is probably the way to go. Otherwise, you know, if you want over the air only, um, and you're like, you know, used to using phones and iPads to watch, I think Tableau is good. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I feel like most of us have like parents, um, that haven't cut the cord and we have access to the logins that we can get pretty much access to any of the apps. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's what we said last time too, um, is like, Cutting the yeah, we can cut the cord, but somebody is still attached to the cord, right? The cord is still there. Um, so it, it's it's ridiculous because we think we're trying to be so smart with cutting the cord when we're actually spending so much more money uh, now than we have like previously when we were just using like cable. Uh, yeah, the fact yeah. that right now I've 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 got Netflix. I'm paying for my internet. I've got Hulu and. I still bought like the most recent season of the Americans on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm definitely paying less. I mean, I think that my setup is not as conducive to watching TV. And so therefore we don't watch as much TV and I don't watch as much sports as I used to. But I mean, I used to pay New York like 135 or so for like Verizon internet and TV. Um, and then I used to pay Netflix. So probably like a 150. And now I pay 65 plus Netflix is like $10 a month. Um, I guess Amazon Prime is the same. But like I, I definitely pay less, but I, I definitely watch less as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like as I, a so function say, of having less TV? Yeah. Or like I mean, having like the box there? Wait, say that again? What? Like you watch less TV as a function of not having like the, the access to it? Yeah, I think so. I just don't care as much. I mean, it's maybe not ideal and maybe I'll revisit and change my mind. But it hasn't been too bad for me. But I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, my life is, you know, just as good as your guys is and, and I pay less. I just, you know, I just don't have as much time for TV or I don't watch as much TV. But mm-hmm. um, I will say, like, personally, like the Tableau or TiVo options don't seem too appealing to me because it's too much work. And it seems like um, it could work for some people depending on their setup. But I'm kind of moved on to, like, just only streaming from the Internet, not like hooking it up to a box where I'm manually telling it to record this and that. And then if I forget to record the first episode or something that I, you know, I have to wait for it to air again sometime, or I just don't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Netflix, TiVo has like the, the one pass, right. Where you log into like Netflix, Amazon video, and it will like scour all those things. So it will like, if it's on air, it'll record it. And if it doesn't have it, it will find it. If it's available in one of the things that you've logged into. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, what's interesting is we actually watch TV primarily on our actual TV still, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I have an iPad, I have a laptop, um, but we primarily watch on our TV. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm curious, like, whether Apple is going to come up with something here. I think, like, Tim yeah. Cook was on Mad Money today, and he said something about, like, oh, it's pretty clear where the direction of TV is going, and we want a part in that. And there hasn't been very many rumors about Apple's TV service um in a while because like apparently they're not very close but right. they were supposed to come out with carpool karaoke um sometime in april and that got pushed back until like sometime later this year and like i, I was kind of trying to figure out why that would be like is it because the episodes kind of suck like they're not very good or are they holding it back because like something is going to be released soon and like maybe it'll be like one big package or maybe you, you got to step up your yeah you got to step up your game than more than just carpool karaoke. I'm sorry, we're in that age of prestige television. So I actually I think, think that carpool so. karaoke won't be very good, and so maybe it won't that, be. Right? But right, but presumably Planet they've the already apps, shot man. the episodes. Planet right? of the apps. Uh huh. Right, so they've already shot the episodes. So there's no reason for them to delay it because unless they're either reshooting them because they're just really bad, or um, I don't know. Like Tim Cook today was like mentioning the TV again and. Planet of the Apps is coming out. They have WWDC, so maybe a new Apple TV will come out. Maybe they have some deals. Were in in the you know, so to me, I think Apple would be the best uh, company to come up with something like this, only because I think their strategy would be that 
you know, it's the easiest to be able to play this content anywhere on any of your devices, whether that's your iPhone, your iPad, your computer, you know, your Apple TV, right? Right. So, right. I mean, you can play like YouTube TV on your iPad and things like that, but I think that Apple would integrate it just much tighter because those are the devices that they make. Mm-hmm. So if every device I own suddenly becomes a TV, the question of like, where are you watching TV? Is it still on like a physical TV or is it on an iPad? It really goes away. Like actually now I have like 10 TVs, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that like if they can do something, then that's probably the best company for me. Beats one for your eyes. <laughs> well, I guess we got a, a, a title for the uh, the podcast episode. Thanks, Will. I was really worried. I was listening the whole time. I was like, oh, nothing's really uh, coming through. But there we go. We got it. We can end now, guys. The show's over. <laughs> we can go home. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I'm more excited about any potential TV offerings that Apple would like have than I am for that like Siri speaker, unless yeah, they're all I like mean, one super product. The but, rumors are that like their media strategy is like all over the place and not organized, and so you know I don't think that anything is coming soon, um, or if it does come soon, that it probably won't be very good. Yeah. But I mean, it's just kind of strange that they would delay that show for. I don't, I don't know. I was thinking about why they would do it, and I, I just can't come up with an idea other than it's really bad. <laughs> can't wait. Um, all right, so I guess we'll revisit this another time, maybe in a in a month or yeah, in a month maybe if anything gets announced. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would like to cut the cord, but I cannot yet. So props to you, Jason. Sticking it to the man. Join me. <laughs> maybe, maybe Come in the next the dark episode. Side, Mike. Episode, uh, well, what, when's in that? 48? Probably, probably the next one in like a month <laughs> when yeah. we talk about WWDC stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to. The yeah. idea is appealing, but like re- it just doesn't fit the way I like watch. Well, but what right are you now. watching that's like live? Um, I mean, I, I have a lot of stuff sports. just like TiVo'd. So, sports. And, yeah, sports NFL are live, season. but you have... I mean, when yeah, the, I mean, is, is there a TNT app? Uh, yes, there is a TNT app, but sign in with your cable ID. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I just watch uh, I just watch on TNT. Uh, Which you can do so. with YouTube uh, TV. Oh, it has TNT? Yes, it does. Oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try it. So does How Sling the also. Yeah. The trial for YouTube TV is a month. And in yeah, fact, I'm still on it. So would you like to be part of my family for the rest of this month? Yes. And then you can be part of my family. Does, well, that, does, work? That, does that work like that? Like, can you? They don't. I'll use like a. It's not I'll really family. They don't address. care. They're like. No, no, no. I'm saying like six if, people. If he joins your trial, does that burn his trial or no? Well, I'll just sign in with like a different Google address. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then you can sign in with like a different. Good thing no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, send me an invite, Will. I want to try this. All Do right. I have to be in your home area, or does it matter? Because I'm in know. an area that is supported for like local channels, just not your local channels. We'll find out. I don't think so. All right. I think you probably have to be in an area where they have YouTube TV, but like not necessarily the same area. All right. Uh, anything else this week? Nope. That's it. All right. So I'll report back on YouTube TV. And uh, you're gonna try. You're gonna try Hulu, Will. After your trial is up. Uh, yeah. I, in fact, I'm going to have a conversation with uh, my wife about it right now. So let's you know, end this episode. The one, <laughs> the one nice thing about um, Hulu is it does the. You can do in-app billing. So if you get deals on the like iTunes cards, you could like save twenty percent. Wait, can you? Does the trial work if you're already a Hulu member? Like you get to try yeah. the TV features for. You two can try weeks the TV. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. separate. It's. So gotcha. Yep. All right. So try it out. Talk to Dana. Say it's for it's for the podcast. You got to. Oh, yeah. oh brother. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, that may make th- make things worse. We'll find out. Stay tuned, guys. Till for next week. Um. All right. You can follow us at for the podcast. I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Um. You could. We're at for the There's like a feedback form. Please leave us some feedback. Um. And we'll see you next week. Cool. All right. Bye, guys. See you.